Not a great night in Columbus, Ohio for the Huskers men's basketball team as they lose 78-69. to They fall to 10-8 and in the conference. Uh, now just a half game uh, behind fourth place Northwestern. I'm sorry, fourth place Wisconsin. So as of today, you would not have the double bye. You'd have just the single bye. A missed opportunity, to say the least, for Nebraska last night against an Ohio State team that was down, Bruce Thornton. A lot to take away from that performance as we welcome in Wilson Moore, who covers the Husker basketball beat for the Omaha World-Herald. Good morning, Wilson. How are you? Morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. So last night... I, I I point to the the moment of this game, Wilson, where it was thirty four twenty seven in favor of Nebraska, and even to a point where it got to thirty five thirty, where it seemed like Ohio State's offense was completely disjointed, but then all of a sudden, Nebraska it's all of a sudden showed some weird sense of urgency with shot selection, and and then you saw Ohio State maybe get some transition points out of some quick triggered shots it just that's the moment of the game they're about the five minute mark where i look at where this thing sort of turned around what was what was your thoughts sort of leading up to maybe the final minutes of the first half of where nebraska kind of stood in this one well leading up to the final minutes i mean they looked like a team in control um a team that was getting where they wanted to get on the floor a team doing what they wanted to do and i agree with you that that was a major swing in the game um yeah ohio state got out in transition there were a couple times um ohio state just kind of beat nebraska down the floor had numbers and was able to set up uh like kick out to the corner for a three from there i think scotty middleton had one had one or two in there Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because we've seen those kinds of stretches and that sort of um you know poor play spiral into something worse uh, from Nebraska on the road a lot this season. I don't know that outside of the Creighton game in December, we've seen that happen at home, but again and again, you know, Nebraska will doom itself with a bad stretch on the road. We saw it at Rutgers when they had, uh, they had a double digit lead in the first half and the second half. We even saw it uh, at Indiana, the road game that they won, Um, you know, things really got away from them in, uh, in kind of the first eight minutes of the second half there, and they kind of, they're right in the ship. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a trend that we've seen all year long that Nebraska just, on the road, for the most part, has not been able to sustain 40 minutes of good basketball. When you see the free throw disparity of 8 to 28 between Nebraska, what Nebraska had and Ohio State had, I know a lot of people will kind of maybe point to, okay, well, what was the officiating like? I got the sense that Fred Hoiberg was not even thinking about that. He he made it sound like that was more on his team. Is that what you gathered from Fred? Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't in uh, Columbus uh, last night. But, yeah, the, um, from the interviews I saw, that was definitely the idea I got. He didn't like the way his team uh, he said he, uh, defended. Um he said, and I agree with this, that Nebraska is usually pretty good at defending without fouling, and mm-hmm. that didn't happen last night. I thought, I thought just watching, they they, were, they definitely got they got a little handsy. Um, there were time, uh, they bit on a lot of shot fakes, um, and yeah, I thought Ohio State was the more aggressive, more physical team on the offensive end, and that certainly contributed to the, to the free throw disparity. Um, 
kind of going back to your point in those uh, uh, later minutes of the first half, and I think the early part of the second half felt like Nebraska was settling a lot for contested jump shots. You're not going to get to the free throw line when, yeah. when you're doing that. They took 31 three-pointers, which even for a team that shoots a lot from the outside, I believe that's high, higher than their season average. So, yeah, I think a lot of factors um, went into that, but I thought Ohio State was the more physical, aggressive team on, uh, on offense. I, I don't want to pick out a, a certain player, you know, especially in a loss, and make it sound like I'm putting it all on him, but Rink Mast was interesting in last night's game. You know, he couldn't really get going beyond the arc, but I just, I felt, Wilson, that there was a lot of opportunities inside, and for whatever reason, he just could not convert on some of those more higher percentage shots. And we've seen this at times be a thing with with Rink where he's been more impactful beyond the arc than what he has been able to do in the paint. But it just, that to me was maybe a source of frustration knowing how close that game was that even converting maybe half of those shots inside those looks that he had would have been a major difference. Any Anything stand out about, you know, what, what was going on there with Rink inside? Yeah, you know, I think it was just, I think it was just one of those games for Rink, you know. Uh, basketball's a weird sport. Sports are we- weird in general, and sometimes I think you just have, have a night like that. Um, yeah, he missed some... Uh, shots that we're used to seeing him uh, cash, you know, just kind of point blank looks under the rim, um, you know, uh, possessions where he got to his spot, he got what he was looking for going over his right or left shoulder. And for whatever reason, it just, you know, just wasn't quite calibrated, didn't quite get the role. Yeah, it was, um, it was one of those games. And I think, uh, you know, uh, there, those plays, there are plenty more. I think it all kind of adds into last night was a game that I think if you're Nebraska, you know, on the plane ride home from Columbus, you're thinking about a lot of different moments oh, yeah. uh, could have potentially swung that. And that's not just rink mass. That's, that's everybody, you know, just off the top of my head, I can think of a half a dozen, you know, just little moments, you know, shots that, that went out, you know, whatever that could have, really swung that game and allowed Nebraska to steal one on the road on a night that they weren't at their best. Talking to Wilson Moore from uh, Omaha World Herald here on 1620 The Zone. Nebraska losing last night 78-69 to Ohio State. They got Rutgers on Sunday for the regular season home finale. So if I also, there was another part of, of last night's game where I, I've been on, and this goes all the way back to the end of last year, that I, I've just, I've been a a big fan of the way C.J. Wilcher has carried himself. Uh, he's he's been positive. He's he's accepted you know multiple roles on this team. He he came back this year, and we saw that benefit him coming off the bench. It, it seems like he's kind of fighting it right now too. And when we talk about some of those those quick triggers or you know really trying to you know find some early offense when maybe it's not necessary, do you do you sense that C.J. is kind of fighting it right now and maybe kind of forcing the issue? Yeah, he's de- he's definitely cold right now. There's uh, there's no no question about that. And yeah, it's it's a it's a real difference between um, what we saw, you know, back in early January, about a three week stretch, uh, Wisconsin being the peak of that when he was just on a heater. And yeah, you know, I, I try to not you know analyze too deeply with regards to you know just speculation of you know 
what's going through a guy's head. But yeah, there was one moment last night that really st- stood out to me. Nebraska had no- had numbers. There's a three on one, three on two. Wilcher spot spotted up in the wing, and it was the kind of look that he would have buried about three weeks ago. Yeah. You know, when he was making everything against Wisconsin and played well against Purdue. He just left it short front rim. Yeah, he's uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but he is about as cold as he's been all season. And when when he's making shots like he, like he was a few weeks ago, that just changes the dynamic of, uh, of this Nebraska team. It was like they had two Kasei Tomanagas yeah. out there. Um, in, uh, in in early January, and is that new guy now though the the you know sort of the fallback plan all of a sudden Jamarcus Lawrence? I mean, my goodness, Jamarcus Lawrence, especially these last three games, it's almost as if he can't miss. Yeah, and it's been striking what a different player he's looked like since he went from starting to coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Hoiberg has said that uh, Jamarcus really embraced that role when it was kind of pitched to him. He liked the idea. Of he he felt like he needed a new perspective, and he's just looked like a different guy. And obviously, yeah, the the shot, uh, the uh, the shooting. I think at one point over the span of a couple of games last night, he had a uh, he was a nine for his last ten from beyond the arc, and he just looks more like a more confident player. He pushes the pace a, li- a little more, it feels like. Um, he's like he's attempting passes that um, I don't think he would have back in November, Dece- December. He just looks like a, like a more comfortable pl- player. As they shift over to Rutgers on Sunday, I, I know there's there's this built-in belief, and, and give Nebraska credit. I mean, when you're you know, 17 and 1 at home and, and you've – you've given people a reason to believe that you are a different team at home. You're going to roll with that narrative. I watched a little bit of that Rutgers game last night with Williams in the lineup. They're a, they're a dangerous team at times, and we know what they were able to do inside. What's your overall anticipation, and what do you kind of expect to see in that matchup Sunday with Nebraska and Rutgers? I expect to see a very low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska has had one of the best defenses in the country. In the country, going back to February first, Rutgers has been great on defense all uh, all year long. Uh, Rutgers is a team that really gets after physically gets after the the offensive glass, tries to just overwhelm teams with its size and and length, especially down low. So I think it'll be a pretty low scoring game relative to what we've seen uh, throughout this year for from Nebraska and yeah, it won't, it will not be easy. Rutgers doesn't have a great record, but this is a team that beat Nebraska uh, when they, uh, when they played at home, Um, Nebraska, uh, Nebraska, like I mentioned earlier, blew two double digit leads, one in each half against Rutgers. So this will be hugely important for uh, Nebraska, especially after losing last night. Did last night and the way Nebraska lost, did anything about it feel different? Anything about it you know, overly concern you about the prospects of what this team needs to do and can be in March? It, it, did anything about it at all, you know, sort of deflate the momentum, especially having those, you know, that four game winning streak of, you know, double digit wins? Any of that stuff that kind of maybe came to a halt last night? Does it change anything the way you look at this team? Um, I don't think so because it's just, you know, that I felt like that was 
the team we've seen on the road a lot this year, um, unfortunately. Um, you know, it's a team that that uh, just it comes and goes on the road. It's consistently, um, they play consistently well at home, and we just haven't seen that on the road. If you're looking at larger trends, you know, I mean, maybe a little bit that they haven't shot the ball that well. That's a high-volume three-point shooting team, and they really haven't shot the ball especially well over mm-hmm. the past four or five games, even in that uh, even in that four-game winning streak. Um, it was more the defense carrying them. But, I mean, it's just, you know, to, to uh, you know, they're on a four-game winning streak to win out uh, through the regular season would have been meant winning seven straight in, uh, in Big Ten play. That is a that is not an easy thing to do. And um, I think, you know, uh, losses happen. They didn't play especially well last night. And while well, it does point to, you know, the randomness, I know that a big thing for this fan base here in Nebraska is they want to see the first uh, tournament, win, yeah. uh, tournament win in program history. And, you know, you see from last night, you know, it can just, it can just be not your night and it happens. And it happens, but I think, you know, I think this is the same team that we've seen all year long. We'll see how the last two games of the regular season season go, but, um, you know, if they take care of business, we'll also uh, see them in the NCAA tournament and roll the best from there. Wilson Moore covering the Husker men's basketball beat for the Omaha World. Harold Wilson, good stuff as always, man. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll look forward to talking to you here as we uh, get a little closer to, dare I say, NCAA tournament, which you'll be here before we know it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, I, I I would agree with Wilson as far as as disappointing as last night was, Jimmy. A lot of it was a lot of the same stuff. You know, I mean, exactly. A lot, a lot of the things that we know sort of plagues this team. I think the if I'm reading Fred right, I think what he was disappointed with more than anything was. The overall, I mean, he he kind of labeled it as passion during the game, and I I sort of translate that to. I guess I don't I don't necessarily want to say. You know, the f's that you give, but when when you talk about a a game that you know is a great opportunity to pretty much I think all but seal up a bid for the NCAA tournament. I truly feel like last night would have represented that. That's another Q1, and then you would have now two road victories in a row in Big Ten play. I think it's pretty hard to keep Nebraska out of it regardless of what happens going forward. So it was a lost opportunity. But when you talk about, when your coach starts talking about not seeing the same passion, uh, especially with what they showed Sunday in, in a great defensive effort against Minnesota, uh, okay, that's something because at this time of the year you feel like Nebraska understands the stakes and one of the ultimate compliments that they got after that Minnesota game from Ben Johnson was that's what desperation looks like. Nebraska played like a, a very desperate team in a good way against Minnesota. They are flying around. They were making stops. They were making life extremely tough on Minnesota in that game. I think that, type of, that same type of defensive energy against a team like Ohio State that, yes, had Jamison Battle in the lineup but did not have Bruce Thornton. To me, I think that that goes even further 
and what Nebraska could have done last night. That was something, but as far as you know, the, the, the loose ball, the second chance opportunities Ohio State was getting, the poor shooting from three-point land, Jimmy, you and I, we've both seen that on, in road games for Nebraska, and that played out last night. So is it, oh my gosh, here's something new to worry about with Nebraska? I think more than anything I could say, I'm glad they're not doing like back-to-back roadies. Hmm. Like if they were going to Ann Arbor this weekend yeah. as opposed to going home, I'd be a little concerned by that. Which is sad to say that, but true. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're going to get back into some more uh, college basketball. There's a big weekend throughout all of college basketball, not just in the Big East and the Big Ten, but in the top 25 Big 12 as well. Uh, when we come back, the combine is going on. And one thing, I, I hinted this to Mike Patterson when we were talking about, but uh, Caleb Williams decided to go a different route than what most do at the Combine. We'll tell you about that and what it means. Also going to be talking... Oops. Uh-oh. Also going to be talking to Matt Verzal when we uh, come back in the 9 o'clock hour. He will join us right around 9.15 as Mornings with Sharp and Hanley and Jimmy continue.